Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open After Dark podcast it's me uncle bully and we're diving in head first to aew dynamite the big announcement who could it be coming to big business in boston in march hmm i hope whoever it is it's money get it money ah sting darby your new aew world tag team champions standing tall only to be beat down by the Young Bucks. And the match of the night, Swerve, Hangman Page, duking it out. I'll let you know what I thought about their match, plus everything else right here on the Busted Open After Dark Podcast. The WWE has dominated Busted Open, but tonight we're talking Dynamite. Woo! Um, let's start Dino off with What was that? Say that one more time for the people. Dynamite! Thank you. Let's start off with the big news from tonight. There was, there was a couple of things that were big news. I thought the main event, which we started off with, was big news. I thought the opening match between Swerve and Hangman was big news, and we're definitely going to dive into that match. Dive like Sting did tonight. Sting has become like the new Jack of AEW. Pick the highest spot in the arena and just jump off of it and pray you, you hit somebody. Um, the big announcement. TK's big announcement. You know how I feel about these big announcements, huge announcements, gigundo announcements, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious announcements from TK. Well, tonight we got another big announcement it just depends on how you want to look at this big announcement first things first huge pop for the time that tk did his announcement he did it at 9 22 eastern time which is normally reserved for the women that seems to be like the women's time that 9 20 22 25 spot that everybody's always bitching and moaning about about tk doesn't care about the women he always puts them on at the same time it's kind of a dead time in the show well tony put his big announcement on at that exact time so he trolled all of you and i popped good job tk you popped bully ray see i rhymed there good job tk you popped bully ray um So he comes on and he announces on Wednesday, March 13th, 
AEW will be doing a live dynamite from Boston. Boston. Put the car in the garage in Boston. And the name of the, the, the dynamite that night is called Big Business. Hmm. What kind of big business you think they're going to have going on in Boston? Now, I don't do spoilers or anything like that, but there's been a certain woman's name on the tip of everybody's tongue when it comes to AEW. And that lady's name is Mercedes Monet. Do you think that at Big Business on Wednesday night, March 13th, we get the debut of Mercedes Monet. Do you think that Mercedes Monet would move the needle for AEW? Do you think people would care? Do you care about Mercedes Monet? Will you be tuned in on Wednesday, March 13th, AEW Live in Boston for big business? Now, my opinion on the announcement tonight, and as we all know, if it is Mercedes Monet, she's from Boston. Put two and two together, folks. And using Steiner math, you should get five. So, <laughs> I pop myself. Um, here's why I liked the announcement tonight. Because it felt very CM Punk-esque. Remember when Punk came back for the first or second or 92nd time, whatever, to AEW? And they they said, you know, it's going to be in Chicago. They never said CM Punk was going to be there. But they gave you just enough where you can hypothesize, which, as we know, is an educated guess. So you learn a lot here with Uncle Bully. You could uh, hypothesize that it was going to be punk. So if we think Mercedes is coming in, she wasn't at the Royal Rumble. You know she's a hot commodity on the market. People want to see her. She's got a massive fan base, a massive following. So is it going to be her? I like how he just, they kind of just hinted enough at it. Where smart wrestling fans and AEW are like the smarty, smarty smarts of the wrestling world. They're going to do their own, you know, homework. They're going to figure it out for themselves. And if you're a Mercedes Monet fan and you think it's going to be Mercedes Monet, you are not only going to want to buy a ticket, but you're going to be want to be glued to your TV on that night. But like I said, do you care about her? Do you want to see Mercedes Monet? In AEW, will you be watching? But I think my my question to you is, will she move the needle for AEW? Like, or maybe I should specifically ask you your opinion, will she pop a rating? I think she will pop a rating. And popping a rating means that on any one given night, People will tune in to see if she does debut. And hopefully they do a stronger rating than what their average is right now. And I'll call their average about 850. I think that's a very fair number for AEW right now. 
Um, do they do 900,000? Do they get close to a million? But most importantly, can AEW maintain a higher rating with a star like a Mercedes Monet? I like to take a look at the history of a company. And when we're taking a look at the history of AEW and all of the big names that have come over, I'm not talking about the big names that started with the company, like Chris Jericho. I'm talking about the big names that have come over. The only one I believe that has moved the needle with any significance as far as TV is concerned, I'm not talking pay-per-view, is CM Punk. Because we know Punk is responsible for, Andre, I believe it was $2 million gates he was involved with. Either yes. one or either one or two, whatever it was. Um, but TV-wise, he did pop a rating, but he did not significantly move numbers. But if I had to give the accolade to any one talent who has moved it, I would say it was CM Punk. Does Mercedes Monet have that same star power as a CM Punk to pop a number, to move a needle, to keep you interested enough to stay tuned in to a two-hour show just to see her? Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Let's go to the beginning of Dynamite. Andre cannot wait to hear my feedback on Swerve and Hangman. And he's praying to himself, dear wrestling gods, please don't let Uncle Bully bury this match because I loved it so much. Repeat after me, Andre. Dear Uncle Bully. Dear Uncle Bully. Please do not bury the match. Please do not bury this match. XOXO. Nah, screw that. Andre. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You want me to you want me to get right to it or you want me to beat around the bush? Right to it, bully. I loved it. I loved it. I loved Hangman and Swerve. These guys have an amazing chemistry together. And it's the one question I didn't get to ask Swerve this morning on Busted Open. I want you to know like what he attributed his chemistry with hangman like it's very very difficult to have that great of a dance partner i was lucky um you know in my career to have a couple of them i'm not talking about a partner like my partner devon i'm talking about other teams that we just had a chemistry with that we gelled with that we just thought alike obviously those other two teams matt and jeff edge and christian Swerve and Hangman have that chemistry. They have that. I'm going to use an example here that might, you know, throw some of you off a little bit, but just work with me here. They have that flair steamboat esque chemistry. And that's one of the highest compliments that I can pay to Swerve and Hangman Page. One of the first things that I saw from Swerve and Hangman were their entrances. I loved the way they did Swerve's entrance. I loved the way they did Hangman's entrance. Later on, they did it with the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club also. But they just didn't show me uh, Swerve and Hangman come out onto the big stage. They showed me the walk-up. I love that walk-up. And it wasn't like a Goldberg-produced walk-up. It was a very raw walk to the stage we saw swerve we saw hangman we see about five seconds of each one of them in that backstage gritty area before they go through the gorilla position and come out through the curtain that little look behind the scenes was different enough to catch my attention and whenever you can do something in wrestling personally and catch my attention i will applaud that because you're getting me to invest in something that i've never seen before and i've basically seen it all um and i'd like to see more of it from aew it's a little thing that would keep them you know special and that's what you want to do when everybody else is going left you want to go right phoenix was a hot crowd tonight They were on fire. That's the type of AEW crowd I think we all know and love and were used to, you know, a a, a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more. That real juiced up, hot crowd. And they were into everything. What I noticed were how firmly they were behind Swerve. One of the last notes that I took on the match I'm going to actually throw out there right now. Do you think that this was a double turn? Do you think they turned 
in the same moment on the same night. Because if you remember at the end of the match, Swerve asked for five more minutes and Hangman said, go pound dirt. Swerve got the pop for the five more minutes. Hangman got booed because he said no. Was it a double turn? I'm leaning towards no. Because I think people have been behind Swerve for a while now. At least since the Texas death match that they have been moving him onto the babyface side on their own. But if you want to put a pin in tonight saying because Swerve asked for the extra five minutes and because Hangman shot him down, this was like an official double turn in your eyes, I'm okay with that. Back to the beginning of the match, I want to put over Paul Turner. I thought Paul Turner, the referee, did a good job tonight refereeing that match. They went to picture in picture. They pulled out a table. Never pull out a table in picture in picture. This is where communication between the gorilla position and the referee and the wrestler is so important. You know damn well the table is going to get a huge pop. It's programmed. And by the way, you're welcome. Because I'm the guy who programmed it. <laughs> but you should never uh, pull out a table in picture in picture. You always want that to happen live because you're going to get the pop from the people. It gives the cameras a chance to shoot the people on their feet and going ballistic because they're about to see some violence. Uh, Swerve rolled out of the ring. He was laying on the table. Some, I, I must have missed it. I might have been typing or what, didn't catch it. Swerve was laying on the table. I think Hangman was going to hit an offensive move. The table just collapsed out from under them. I saw some people on social media bitching, moaning, and complaining. That's good for the match, people. It shows realism. It shows that anything can happen at any time. It shows that the furniture did not want to work with the wrestler, thus having a mind of its own, and it broke. Hangman jetted around the ring and went and found another table. I'm sorry, swerved it. Swerve got it. It was. I'm sorry. Was it? It was Hangman laying on the table, right, yeah, Andre? Hangman it was, was Hangman. laying on the table. Yes, yes. Hangman was laying on the table, and Swerve jetted around. He got another table. The only problem that I had with that was, I was a little worried that they were going to go back to the exact same thing without letting it breathe in between, and they didn't. They did something back in the ring, then they came back to the table. It was just bringing the table all the way around back to the same spot. I don't know why they did that. That is real, real small. I would have much rather them see the pull the table and set it up right where that was, which was directly across the ring, right in front of the announce table. Side note, I would have rather have seen them use the announce table, which to me is more allowable, wiggle room, creative license, because shouldn't the use of the table be a disqualification if it happens in front of the referee? But whatever, it's AEW. They have, as I learned last week, relaxed rules. I don't know what relaxed rules are yet. Uh, Tony Khan hasn't answered my phone call, my text. I even sent him an old school fax. Tony, answer my fax. Um you can tell the people were behind Swerve. I think even one of the announcers said it was like 90-10. Um, 
and and, and these guys just went at it and i enjoyed um everything about it i'm reading through my notes right now they get to the end right they get to the end there's about to be a finish in the middle of the ring paul turner the referee counts one two and all of a sudden there was a ding 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 now five minutes before the match ended the ring announcer said five minutes left he didn't go out of his way to say it really loud or at least it didn't didn't come across really loud on my TV, but it was loud enough where I could hear it. And once I heard the five minutes left announcement, I said, ah, something's going to happen. Something a little wonky is going to happen. So we get the final false finish where Swerve is covering Hangman. One, two, ding, ding, ding. And I, I bet you a lot of people were pissed off about it. Not me. I love it. Why can't a match end in a time limit draw? Why? It's a legitimate finish, just like a, a, a countout is a finish, a double countout is a finish, a DQ, a double DQ, a pinfall, a submission. Why can't a draw be good? Because everybody wants a finish, but sometimes you, you can't always get what you want. And we played the Rolling Stones a couple of weeks ago. So I was content with it. And then I liked Swerve asking for the five more minutes. And then I liked Hangman saying, eh, eh. Try to do that like Steve Austin. Eh, eh. Said, no. The rules were you had to beat me. And you didn't beat me. So take your five minutes and shove it where the sun don't shine. Shivani gets up and says he just got word from Tony Khan, which I loved because it wasn't the ref it wasn't the wrestlers or the referee making decision. You need an authority figure to make that decision. But Tony Khan decided not to say five more minutes because that would have screwed up what they actually would have needed. Now, here's what I would have done. And this would have made a little bit more sense because you gotta you gotta realize Hangman said, you didn't beat me, thus you should not get the match. And I'm not giving you five more minutes. You had to beat me, and you didn't. It was a draw. Tony says, Tony tells Tony, well, since it's a draw, you're both going into the match against Samoa Joe for the championship at Revolution. What Tony Khan should have told Tony Schiavone was five more minutes the place would have popped. And once you get your five more minutes, you think Swerve is now going to win. But you go another five minutes and there's no winner. Now TK has no um, choice but to make this a three-way at Revolution for the World Heavyweight Championship. And that is, I don't think, has ever been done. Or if it has been done, it's been used so sporadically that it would have felt new and different. And once Tony Schiavone would have said five more minutes, crowd would have blew. Automatically thinking, okay, Swerve's going over. We're getting Swerve and Joe. And then you get to the end of that five minutes and nobody goes over. And now the people are like, what? And that's when you get TK. And I would have liked to have seen TK come out. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. 
Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.